Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. Uh, 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 uh. I am Reek. And it's going down the major way. How you doing? How are you feeling? But before we get into that, before I actually ask you what you've been up to, before I tell you what I've been up to, I have to get into the motherfucking ad. That being, this episode of The Good Brother Experience is brought to you by the good folks at Soul Deep Socks. Soul Deep Socks, the new gold standard of luxury footwear. When it comes to fashion, too many people underestimate the importance of their socks. Your stride should tell a story when you walk. This is where Soul Deep Socks comes in. You're out here walking in swagless fashion what you doing when you pull your pants up or when you're sitting down your sock is exposed are people asking you where you get your socks from or the women kissing you on the cheek saying oh you're so fashionable are the homies dapping you probably not fucking big swagless vibes my nigga get your sock game up you hear me and so deep socks is where you do that i personally like the picasso navy flamingo pieces there are over two dozen styles to choose from in fact if you sign up for their monthly soul club you'll get two fresh pairs of socks sent to your doorstep every goddamn month to show appreciation for listening to the good brother experience all listeners get 10 percent off of their next order just use promo code tgbe at checkout that's soldsocks.com where unique artistry and quality socks meet and there it is nigga that's me being professional and now it's time for me to ask you what the fuck you been getting into how was your weekend now let me explain myself why there was no 14.6 so i can start that with telling you how my friday night was and then i'll get into my saturday and then i'll get into my sunday and then you'll see that i never was in a position to sit down by myself and record this this spectacular program that I'm building, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you're telling your kids about it. Make sure you're telling your friends about it. And if you're going to do none of the above, at least leave me a rating. So go on the Apple Podcast app, uh, subscribe, make sure you rate, and you review your boy. You do that, I'm going to be put into different algorithms. When people are looking for different shows, they'll see mine. They're like, well, who's the silver nigga with the do-rag? What has he got to offer? And then they'll see this audio brilliance that I'm providing. So... Let's start with Friday. My man, Elbert, had a birthday party. And on top of the birthday party, he is a business owner. Uh, I always get this shit wrong, son. I'm going to fucking look at this shit right now. You know what I mean? Because last time I tried to shout him out, uh, he gave me a correction. He's like, yo, bro, that's not the name of my brand. But go look on the love, though. And I'm not doing the same shit twice. It's Garcon Couture. G-A-R-C-O-N-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. And um, he's had that line for about three years now. He's one of the better businessmen that I've ever met. We went to college with one another. And there was no way in hell I was going to miss his birthday. Now, I mean, he even hit me. He was like, yo, bro, you coming? Yo, bro, make sure you got this. Yo, bro. And, like, he's like a popular dude. And the thing that's so ill about Ilbert is something that I can also say that I do as well is there's no generic way that he speaks to you. You know what I'm saying? Now, I've known him ever since I was 18. But even with that, like with him being like, he's suiting niggas up for power and Hollywood niggas and all that type of stuff. When it comes to his birthday, he's like, yo, bro, I got a lot of shit going on, bro. You just got to, here's the link and just let me know if you can come or not. 
Be like, yo, you gonna be able to make it? Yo, bro, what about your suit? Yo, bro, make sure you don't go crazy if you don't got it. Yo, I, yo, matter of fact, yeah, turtle networks. It don't got to be a black tie. I see him. He's showing love. He's talking to me. I'm like, yo, this is, and I know he's successful now, but that's what success should look like. You know what I mean? You never lose track of who you knew 10 years ago and 12 years ago and shit like that. So I was in there. I was looking smooth. I was looking dapper. I had my turtleneck on because let's just be honest. Women were wearing lime green. That was happening. Prior to that, I want to thank everybody who's wearing that fuchsia. You know, like every summer, women have like this thing that they wear as far as like a color is concerned. But um, it's turtleneck season for us, fellas. Women get all of the cool shit. Women can arrive to events. Women can arrive to parties. Women can arrive to baby showers. Women can arrive to fucking Chuck E. Cheese in $6 outfits and be good. They get some shoes. They spend $6 for their clothes and they're out the door. Us men... Everything costs for us, man. It's our time to shine. And the turtleneck gold chain combination is on deck. If you didn't know, you know now. Because the women folk is fucking with it. You know how many... I got so many, uh... What could I say? Compliments. Because you already know that sex symbolism is full effect. If you see me with a turtleneck on, just know that young sex symbolism is in the house. And, oh my god, you're so nice. You look so dapper. You look so smooth. Mad fire emojis. Mad heart emojis. And I'm like, ha ha. Your boy's in the building looking smooth and togging. You heard what I'm talking about? So yes, I was out there with him. And as I was out there, I wound up uh, getting into like, a little after party situation. So after I left there, you know, that's the cool thing about driving is when if you don't have a car, right, you have to be reliant on things like Uber. You have to be reliant on uh, everything has to be time specific. Yo, where are you going? When are you going to be there? What time are you going to be there? Hit me when you're outside. No, I'm still waiting for the Uber, whatever have you. But if you're like me, I had two drinks, but I also drank some water. I mean, because I'm driving more carefully and more safely. Reason being is because I told you guys in previous episodes that your boy is sleeping on the side. And I can't be testing my luck for too much longer because I don't have the discipline to take the key out of my car. So if a cop happens to see me, he think I'm under duress or something. Like, hey, everything all right? Then I'm going to roll down my window. He's going to smell that fucking potion. He's like, uh, you drove here? Can you please step out the car? And once you hear, can you please step out the car? My life is fucking over. So to avoid DUIs, I'm like, I'm going to start drinking more responsibly. I don't need to get drunk when I'm out and about. Just water. Have two drinks. Do what I got to do. Get the buzz going. Then you can simmer down. And there was um there was a store right next to where the spot was at in Manhattan. So I went in there, got like a $3 bottle of Accenture. Because you already told you last episode why I fuck with the Accenture heavy. And I'm like, all right, cool, I'm in the game. I can move and I can groove. I'm feeling lively. I'm feeling jubilant. You dig me? So I wanted to pay in like a little after-party situation with a full suit on and everything. I didn't get home until 7 in the morning, right? Got home at 7, woke up around 1. Now, when I woke up around 1, I immediately took another shower, got myself ready. I about to record. Then I had a brunch situation. You know what I mean? So I was like, ah, damn. Because I already have plans to go to brunch. So me and my two homies went to go get some grub. We were keeping the black dollar within the black community at a spot called Bayview Kitchen. Uh, if you're in the Long Island area, I don't care if you're in uh, Glen Cove, and I don't care if you're in East Hampton. You drive to Copeg and you go to a spot called Bayview Kitchen. The food in there is spectacular. 
Shout out to my man, six foot, six foot. He's one of the chefs in there. I mean, my man, chef, his name is chef. They're going to give you the most spectacular cuisine known to man. Anywho, we was in there, did what we had to do, had some food. I fucked around, had some uh, some waffles, had some eggs one time. You know, what else I had? Some, some bacon. Know what I mean? I need, by the way, I don't think I'm going to fuck with pork when I turn 30. So I think I'm about to wild out. Hopefully I get a heart attack or get clogged arteries and no shit like that. Because going into my 30s and 40s and basically until I'm dead, I got to start cutting shit off one at a time. I can look back and like, I had, I had 30 good years with pork. I had 30 good years with ribs. I had 30 good years with bacon. I had 30 good years with pork chops. It's time for this shit to come to an end. So, to avoid ham on Thanksgiving is going to be easier. But you know what's crazy? Before I even get into the rest of my weekend, because I know I'm all over the place, but... That's the good brother experience, nigga. You're into my mind right now. I was with a woman, my man's mother. She's one of the better, I'm not going to say she can cook. She's one of the better chefs that I know. No, she never worked at an establishment per se, but she's done a lot of catering. She's done a lot of business deals. She's done a lot of things that require for her to rent out halls and uh, serve hundreds of people. So when I speak to her, I'm speaking to someone that knows what she's talking about. She reads all the magazines. She still reads the newspaper. She frequently peruses the Internet. She watches all the cooking channels. So as far as knowledge is concerned, even when you're speaking to her about seasoning, you're speaking to someone that's confident in regards to what she's speaking about. And she was saying that, for whatever reason, pork is some of the cleanest thing you can get on the market. And I found that interesting. And then when I started to think, I know there's like super chickens and shit like that was going on, and there's cows that's being raised a certain way and as far as beef is concerned, and then you have turkey. But she said pork is some of the most unhealthiest I'm sorry some of the healthiest shit that's going on and when I started to think about it a little further the misnomer about that's not even a misnomer I use the correct term I'm sorry the incorrect term the thing about pigs is that one they don't sweat right so all the things that happen with them uh it's retained so I don't know if you know what sweat is but sweat is basically a, a your personal cooling system to keep your body at a certain temperature so if it's hot as hell outside, your body will start to sweat out uh, all the shit that's inside of it just to make sure your body can maintain a certain energy. You understand? And with pigs, uh, all that sweat, all that whatever have you, all that unnecessary liquid is just retained within them. Secondarily, pigs will eat anything. If you put all your t-shirts in a plastic bag and threw that shit in front of some pigs and, I don't know, threw some goddamn seasoning on that shit you put some seasoning on some cotton t-shirts pigs are eating that shit if you was a crime boss you wanted to kill somebody you throw the fucking body in front of some pigs pigs are eating that shit you want to fucking throw some fitteds into the goddamn ring pigs are eating that shit so pigs have no discernment on what they shouldn't be eating or what they should be eating so if you eat the pig, you're eating what the pig is probably eating. Pigs will eat shit. Pigs will eat mud. Pigs will eat dirt. They don't give a fuck. They just need to eat. So my guess is if you can dictate what the pigs eat more than anything else and do it the fact that pigs don't sweat or doing none of that other shit, if you're just constantly giving the pig water, constantly giving the pig juice, constantly giving the uh, pig, I guess, healthy stuff, and it is monitoring what the pig is having inside his body. 
If you're giving nothing, if you're giving the pig nothing but healthy shit, and nothing's being excreted through the pig's skin, I guess in a sense, that will be some of the healthiest shit. No, am I crazy? This is why I'm not a chef. But anywho, uh, I fucked around. I don't even know how I even got there. Anyway, went to Bayview. Uh, after we went to Bayview, oh yeah, cause I talk about me having bacon and shit like that. Me wanting to cancel that shit in my thirties. So after that. Oh, uh, we went, got a big bottle of Jameson because real niggas pregame, it got lit, and then we went to my man Andy's, how he had a brunch little joint. Matter of fact, I'm not going to say little because that sounds like I'm belittling his event. My man Andy, he had a brunch event. Uh, It was pretty dope. A lot of people showed up. A lot of people from the hood showed up, you know what I mean? Because we got to keep the money within us. A whole bunch of people popped out, made sure they supported. And it's just crazy. Like, the people you think wouldn't support you will support you if you're not a bitch-ass nigga. One thing I can say about my man Andy, he's the furthest from a bitch ass nigga. You know what I mean? So I went to that. Then afterwards, my man Sam, uh, I believe Sam listens to my show. Uh, he's more than my accountant because he's the person that helps me with my taxes. Sam is one of the few white people that I actually like. And that brings me to my next thing about Saturday night. So I go there and I go to his engagement party, which was literally a few doors down from me. And. Yeah, he did it in the same town that I live, and it was like walking distance. I, I couldn't miss that shit even if I wanted to. And what was so crazy to me was my perception of white people, like, just totally went away when I was at this engagement ceremony because I went to high school with Sam. So a lot of people I went to high school uh, was there. And the one thing I can really say to you guys, and I can say this with full confidence, is I never experienced racism growing up. As far as my school is concerned, like I'm talking about elementary, middle school, high school. I went to Susan E. Wiley Elementary School. I went to Copeg Middle School. I went to Copeg High School. And the thing about Copeg is you're getting a whole bunch of surrounding towns that's infused in the school district. So you get people that's from Lindenhurst. You get people that's from Copeg. And you get people that's from Amityville. So if you're not versed in Long Island, Copeg has a very big Polish population, there's even Polish banks and Spanish population. And then Amityville obviously has the black population and Spanish population, and Londonhurst has the white population, whatever have you. So I pretty much was raised around Asians. I was raised around people that are from the Middle East. Shout out to my homegirl Farine that I haven't seen like forever. And I'm just looking around like all this culture of people, people that is from uh, actually Spain and people that are from the Dominican Republic and people that are Mexican and people that are from Croatia and people that are from Greece and people that are from Poland and all this other type of shit. And I'm speaking to all these white dudes, but I didn't see them as like, I'm talking to a white guy. I'm talking to people that I literally grew up with and nobody was like ever said the N word. And you would like, if you didn't know them, you would just walk up to them and you would think they're just like regular as Joe Schmo, swagless white men. But they all know how to give dap. They all know the lingo. They all know what I'm saying. Like they, they, the way they dress, you would never suspect this. But they all know how to speak. They all know how to speak to you. And they don't code switch to where they do that shit that white people do. To where um, they'll alter how they're speaking to you because it's you. Just to sound down. Nah, you're using all the slang in the world and they know exactly what you're talking about. They know how to use it in a sentence, but they still sound like them they still sound like themselves. And the craziest thing about it is I'm trying to center or I'm what's the word I'm looking for? I'm trying to navigate and find 
when my disdain for white people actually started because this is not something I grew up with. You know what I mean? Middle school, talk to white people all the time. High school, talk to white people all the time. You know what I mean? It was probably after high school. You know what? You know what it is? It's new white people. Because the old white people, I can trust them. You know what I mean? I went to elementary with these people. I went to high school with these people. I went to middle school with these people. So it's like we all came up together. That's why Copac High School some it's probably like to me one of the better high schools, not in an academic sense, but it's in a space to long, in Long Island to where you're meeting affluent people, you're meeting broke people, you're meeting foreign people, and you're meeting middle class people, and everybody's just going to the same school. Now, I'm not going to say that all of us like hung out every day, but as far as like lunch is concerned, everybody was just chilling. Sports, everybody was just chilling. Football, everybody was just chilling. The bars, I mean, if there was a spot called the Bulldog in Copac that everybody used to go to the day before Thanksgiving, and you're just chilling yo Tariq man yo how, how's it been like yo Matt was good baby and it's just like and everybody I got, I can't stress this enough everybody knows how to give a proper dap son you know those white people that give like the horrendous dap because they're not it's not within them to know how to do it they wasn't raised with enough black people that's just what it is so when I'm in an experience like that I'm like wow this is like genuine love right here and I don't know how they are with everybody else but with people that you went to high school with, even if you don't see each other for 40 years, there's just some things that don't escape you. Like, you can't escape knowing slang. You can't escape knowing how to give a proper pound. You can't escape just being, like, not a bitch-ass nigga. I don't know if there might be racism in their family, but this generation, if everybody, as far as white people, are like the people that I went to high school with, then the world is in a good place. But the thing is, I'm in a privileged position to where I know I went to high school with the exception these are exceptional white people i was around my man mugsy my man matt tate rocco and sam those are twins um matt marcella was there um a whole host of others my man sam is white um my man alex he wasn't there but my man alex is white and it's like i don't have like white jokes for them or some shit like that it's everybody else you know what it is i'm starting to think about it after high school I just had this understanding that white people just aren't on your side. But the white people that I was raised with is on my side. But everybody else, as far as, like, the vast majority, them niggas are prone to do anything centered around how they feel at the time or centered around the amount of outside influence that can get them to do something. So maybe they're not racist, but their man's is racist. So if their man's is racist, but they're not racist, are they going to fucking be on my side or be with their man's? And just like that. You know, I would probably argue to say that racism is definitely learned behavior. But I want to say that there's a lot of racism happening by proxy. Like, you have someone that's, uh, what is it, liberal and conservative? Or what's the other term? There's liberal, there's conservative, and then there's, like, progressive. There's a lot of progressive white people out there. They're like, you know, not for nothing. I don't understand why we are referring to them as like black people like these are people these are cool people we actually like the same stuff we all love hip-hop we all watch the same shows we all watch football on sunday all of us drink beer we all like bitches i mean i like bitches with no ass and he likes bitches with big butt cheeks but we all like hoes well like what's the problem like why is there such this disconnect and then someone that doesn't see the world that way but they're close with will be like nah fuck them and they'll be like word it's fucked them um i guess it's I wonder how much racism by proxy there is as opposed to like you really feel what the fuck you're talking about. 
because I want to say a lot of this is learned behavior. Like you're not, you're not five years old and you learn about redlining, but your father that is in real estate, that is not helping certain people do certain things or raising the rent on niggas. You're like, yo, why do they pay this type of rent? Or why can't they get this house? But you just gave Jerry this house and you gave Jerry this loan. And he tells you, son, that's just the way it is. That's like racism by proxy. You're like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck? The fuck? I didn't even, Aaron, what? I, I'm racist? So, yeah, man. So, going forward, I got incredibly drunk because I had so much Jameson. I had Jameson at 2 in the afternoon. I had Jameson at 4 in the afternoon. I had Jameson at 6 in the evening. I had Jameson at 8 in the evening. I was wilding because um, when I got to the spot, my man Andy shit, they told me it was $5 Jameson, bro like full cups so i had so much jameson and um and cranberry don't knock it until you try it because uh, jameson you, you mixed you put cranberry dressing in jameson boy what the fuck you doing i thought you was a drinker i want you to try it and then come back to me anywho i had that then i went to my man sam shit and then there was some shit that they told me was better than jameson it's called tullamore do it's, it's two words tullamore is the first word do is the second word and there was this white man that was there seemed to be pretty cool i was speaking to him whatever have you i'm like yo man check this out i've been drinking jameson all day i was drinking jameson before i got here give me your jameson and cranberry and he was like well we don't have jameson but we do have another irish whiskey that i in my in my experience and in my personal taste i believe it's of better quality and i'm all about quality these days because i'm a sex symbol so i'm like really and he's like yeah um Fucking this Tullamore do shit. I fucked with it, and I'm fucking with it. Now, I don't know specifically what it tastes like because your boy was drunk and I was off the shits. But what I will tell you is that I enjoyed it. Um, throughout, did, I have, did I have sex this weekend? That's a very big question. I don't believe I had sex this weekend. You remember when y'all used to have sex? Y'all remember sex, right? Boy, those were the days, man. I remember sex, man. Like, it was... Like at the back of my hand, actually, man. I, I oftentimes when I'm in the shower, and I'm done lathering up, and I've washed my legs, my underarms, and my neck, and my back, and I'm specifically saying parts of your body to where I know you niggas don't wash my feet, behind my ears, underneath like my jawbone. I'm like, all right, let me just sit here and reminisce in this hot water about days that women used to put kitten in my lap. You know what I'm saying? In 20, 2020, I think I'm going to start getting kitten again. You know what I mean? I had a good run. You know what I mean? And um, I remember in college, uh, me and my man Magic, I don't know what that nigga Magic's doing these days. He be, Come to find out he was a jive turkey. But anyway, like any time niggas was getting no pussy, because in SUNY Cobra School, this is years ago, so I can talk about it freely now. If you wasn't getting no ass at that school, you was a complete loser. There's like no other way to say it. Or... I've never been in a situation to where, like, all the women was wedded. Like, we was all the same age. It was all universally understood that we're not going to wife or hubby up with none of you niggas besides, like, the few cornball niggas that got consistent vagina and wanted to lock it down. So, like, everybody was having sex at an alarming rate. I was wearing condoms because, like, come on, bro. I can just, even at 20, 21, I'm like, damn, son, I, there's too much fucking going on. Somebody got the hiv. Like, I'm not getting that shit. Fuck that. So... The reason why I'm bringing this up is because whenever somebody was going through the drought, we used to um, <laughs> we used to we used to try to um, what what the fuck we used to do? We used to be like, damn, son, you got your canteen ready? 
like you was in the Sahara Desert and you just had your turban on and you just wasn't getting no vag and we was like we used to call you Canteen Man or something or Sir Canteen. It was like, oh, Sir Canteen in the house, and that means you was fucking like we would joke on you in front of the hoes, but nobody would know what we were talking about. And I mean, Sir Canteen means you out here in the in the Sahara, not touching things that's wet. You understand me? Oh, wait a minute, I almost forgot. Got a few minutes left in this episode. I have to do a shout out that was told to me days in advance, and this is someone that I actually went to Cobble Skill with. That's what made me even remember. Um. My man Vince, the show off 22, he has a ABA basketball team uh, by the name of the Oneonta Octane. Uh, they took down the number five team in the country, the Binghamton Bulldogs. And as I'm seeing here, these all look like dudes that can hoop. Now, I mean, my man, you know what's crazy about my man Vinny? Is, um, or Vince, I'm sorry, I called you Vinny. I don't know if. I'm not allowed to say that. My man Vince is, he had like this sneaky Zach Randolph game. And he's not even tall. Know what I mean? Like even when he would come through an open wreck, he was he was never athletic or nothing like that. But he's just someone who would just jab step you, jab step you, give you like the awkward jumper, cash out. Jab step you, jab step you. You know, he, he knew how to use his body at like 19. I never even seen no shit like that before. But that just happens when you're black, man. I don't really trust a lot of black people that don't know how to play basketball. And I'm not saying you have to be like nice. Like, nobody's going to the league. You don't have to be, like, someone that had a scholarship or was, like, a college athlete or whatever. But, like, you didn't... If you have black friends, you don't have, like, no type of semblance of game. I mean, I'm... Like, you should have some type of... Even if you don't know how to go left. Even if you don't use your left hand. Even if you can't even shoot. Like, there's no reason why you can't contribute in some type of capacity in the game of basketball. Like, you just know how to go to the rack or you have, like these awkward looking steps or like your jump shot is trash but you still shoot it anyway like some you have to have some type of something that just comes along with having soul and just being coordinated even if there's even football players i've seen that them niggas ain't nice but if they come and they try to hoop like they know what they're doing they know how to run full speed and lay the ball up i mean just certain shit like that you feel me so to conclude this i'll tell you what happened on sunday niggas had playoff football and we fucking lost my nigga and I'm not going to lie to y'all, I had two drops because my hands were freezing. I have not played football in weeks. And I want to say that I can't remember the last time that I played in a playoff football game and I didn't score a touchdown. And I had two opportunities to score. And one, I, went, I ran a post route, ran that shit hard. He left it in the air for me. I was going to jump and grab that shit. And usually when people try to swat that shit down, I'm, I'm strong enough to just grab it anyway. But some shit was happening with my hands to where my thumb was cold so i couldn't fully close my hand so what i was doing was i was keeping my hands in my pants my fingers were staying warm but you need your thumb to fucking actually catch the ball so whenever i wanted to go and close it on the ball uh my thumb wasn't closing on the ball as fast as i needed it to so i was just trying to like hold it in a sense like it was a hot potato and it just wasn't happening second time i did it uh somebody ran off sides i ran it in that shit came in i tried to spin off somebody i tried to slap it out my hand and i couldn't grip the ball we wound up losing uh three to ten and now i mean we have a lot of kinks to work out as far as our football team is concerned i know for a fact that everything starts with me i know that sounds like it's the ego talking but Next season, next spring, I'm really going to devote myself to, like, getting in shape. I'm going to be 30, so I can't just rely on athleticism anymore. I have to actually do things to maintain the athleticism that I have left. So I'm going to come in like a fucking machine 
Now I'm gonna be on some like DeAndre Hopkins shit, especially in flag. I don't have to worry about like running post routes and getting my head taken off and no shit like that. I'm gonna get some new gloves. I mean, I'm gonna be fucking focused. Every fucking route's gonna mean something. I'm gonna be in shape. I'm not gonna be getting drunk the night before like I was this season. Like I'm gonna be locked in and activated because my cousin has been with this team. I want to say for like ten years and they never won a championship. And I can't have us go out like that. I mean, we need. I need to get a championship for my cousin. I mean, because the dopest thing about this experience is one day me and my cousin, he's going to be 53, I'm going to be 50, and we're going to be speaking about this, and we're going to be speaking about the games that we used to have, and there's no way we can go into our 50s and be raising our children, and yeah, me and my cousin don't have kids yet, so we won't have con- we won't have grandchildren until we're about to be dead, because that's just a decision niggas made, but when we're going to our 50s and 60s, we're going to have memories of this, and I can't tell my cousin Yo, bro, my fault that we never can win the big one. I can't have it. Like, I'm going to recruit players. I don't even know I'm doing this. So for those of y'all on the Warhawks that listen to me, I'm going to start recruiting because we're winning next year by all means. And I mean, I, I lost my um my basketball. I told you I was in a basketball league. We lost the net. I lost in the playoffs in football. I'm tired of losing, my nigga. This shit is not the wave. So as you can hear, I had a pretty action-packed week. And because of that, I was unable to do 14.6. So my apologies for not concluding Reek Week the proper way. But, yeah, that's pretty much everything that I did. And um, that's pretty much what happened as far as the weekend is concerned. Hopefully everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving. I know I enjoyed my Thanksgiving. I know I spoke briefly about Thanksgiving on 14.5. But for everybody that went away, you know what I mean, if you went to Philadelphia, if you went to California, if you went to Florida or wherever your family is from and you took that four day situation just to make sure you was with your loved ones. Hope everybody got back safe. And most of all, even as you're listening to me right now, I hope you had some goddamn water. With that being said, uh, that's going to conclude 15.1. I want to thank everybody that's been sticking with me. Please share me on Instagram. I just want to get the word out that my show actually exists. Uh, I'm the OG black man. And I was also told that, um, I don't say it enough as far as my email and how to email the show. So my apologies for that. If you want to email me, G-O-O-D, brother experience at yahoo.com. Good brother experience at yahoo.com. I begin a lot. I've even gotten DMs. I've gotten texts. I've gotten a whole bunch of shit like, yo, bro, ads on Twitter. Like, yo, bro, I'm trying to write in, but you don't say it enough in your show. And I always put it in my bio, but I freak, I don't know what streaming site you guys are listening to. So maybe on some of the bios, you see it. Maybe some of the bios you don't. So I'm going to say this for a fourth time. Good brother experience at yahoo.com. With that being said, I'm going to speak to you guys on 15.2. And peace and blessings. Past the dressing. And I'll speak to you soon.